Hey, what's going on? We are They Go to 11. I'm Matt. I am Pokey. Wow, just Pokey this time. I, You know what? It's... Hmm. Do I need... Do I, you know what? I'll save it for later. I, I gotta think of a good one. <laughs> and we are They Go to 11. What is going on? And uh, this time around, we are sticking to the plan of what we are going to do because we promised people a yeah. new top 11. Yep. So if you didn't listen to the news, that was kind of unscripted. Pokey being his pokey self didn't want to do what we planned. But now we have a plan. It yes, is the top 11 British artists. You know, I have to say, I've actually been looking forward to this. At the same time, I've been looking forward to this. I even posted on my Facebook page because I wanted to get some feedback early. Asking people their favorite British artists. And I got some okay. good ones, you know, some ones that I didn't forget about. I got, I got a joke one. Go on. So, one guy, Jack. Um, Jack wrote as his top British band, One Direction, and they followed it up with LOL. In all seriousness, the Beatles have to be number one. Okay. So they just—it was one of those joke things with the One Direction, but. I'm sure he was joking. He was probably one of the ones crying when that guy left the band. Because that was no. the most stupid fucking thing I've seen on Facebook in a while. <laughs> no, the the joke was that, that he was going to go and try out to be the next member of One Edition. But that's a that's more of a... Is it One Edition? One, one direction. direction. Yeah. I saw another funny thing in response to that. It said, I survived the breakup of the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, and Ginger Spice leaving the Spice Girls. You'll survive. I thought that was pretty clever in response to that. Cause, oh, yeah. Uh, th- come on, really? Why the fuck would you post yourself? Well, first and foremost, why would you cry if somebody left the fucking band? That's true. It's a tragedy if somebody leaves a fucking band, but you don't cry over it. Then you don't take a selfie of it and put it on fucking Facebook and then hashtag the shit out of it so everybody fucking sees you crying over it. Might as well take a selfie of yourself crying over This generation over is myth. fucking stupid that's growing up now. Like you should that. have to have a license to have a fucking cell phone. Like, you have to have a license to fucking drive a car. Don't operate while being stupid. Yeah, I don't think many people would be carrying phones. That, but you know what? That, like, would, that would eliminate everybody's problem right there. Done. But it'd be like taking a selfie of you crying over spilt milk. Touche. You know, Touché, I think Pokemon. that would go viral. I should maybe do that. Cut up, cut open an onion. So that's why I get like the fake tears going that, that look real. And spill some milk on the table. I want Hashtag be, crying over spilt milk. Come on, man. That'd be funny as hell. I guarantee you. <laughs> All right. So on to the top 11. But wait, I got Go more. On. All right. What do you got? So Bob, who's written in a few times to us, Bob gave us a few that that he's that he likes. One that he's not a huge fan of, and that would be Jethro Tull. Then why would you put him on your list? Eh, some people... I have one on my list that I'm not a huge fan of. Then but why would you put them on there? Because... They, I don't know about Jethro's Hole, but when we get to my list, we'll we'll explain. But uh, some that I actually forgot about, like Cream mm-hmm. and the Animals, I totally forgot about them. You know what? There's some people who don't really like them, mm-hmm. like me. I don't like. I I mean I like Cream. I I give them all the credit in the world, but I mean they just didn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, what was the other one that you said? The Animals. 
I really only know one or two songs by the animals, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. But who also has on there The Clash, Led Zeppelin, Blind Faith, Fleetwood Mac. I mean... He's got a pretty good list going there. He does. And, and I'm not a huge fan of Fleetwood Mac. I, I, too much drama. Uh, yeah, there's too much. Well, he dated her and she dated him. And he but they were together before they started yeah, the band. It, yeah. it, that's the only thing that really turned me off to Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. But... You know, it was pretty interesting, and um, I don't know. Did you get any responses at all or any hits? Um, you know what? I didn't really get that many hits. I will tell you why, though, because okay. I wasn't looking for them because I was too busy posting news. I posted a lot of news on our Facebook page. If you haven't checked out our Facebook page in a while, I'm trying to make it more of a music news stream so you get, you know, all like the big news without any of the fluff. Yeah, he, he just doesn't want me taking over anymore. No. Don't no, worry. you're not. Uh, no, I, will, shut up. I no. will throw it out the window one of these days, people. I'll catch you all off guard. All right, so let's get to the top 11 now. Yes. All right, let's kick it off with your number 11. So I got to go to the 90s. And actually, both my number 11 and my number 10 are from the 90s and actually really became relevant around the same time. Mm-hmm. My number 11 has to be Bush. Really? At 11? At 11. Okay. I mean, Bush, I, I loved him. I mean, it was the first song I ever heard was Come Down. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is kind of cool. This is this is kind of catchy. And then I remember Glycerin came out. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. I think Glycerin was the song that like really made me sit there and say, wow. Then I heard like the other songs like Machine Head. And Machine Head to me was like the perfect song to go out and play hockey to. See, and- I'm completely... I'm totally different than you on this whole thing, but I'll get into that later on because they're definitely not number 11. Okay. Well, you know what? Then I'll, I'll save some stuff for when you get into them. Okay. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, if you want to put the fact that he's with Gwen Stefani, you want to like bump him up that way? No. I give him credit, but no. But no. In all seriousness, man, I, I like Bush. It's just with some of the other artists I have on here. It's it's hard to bump them up any higher. Okay. So who do you have? Number 11 for me is actually a band on the newer side of things. Nope. Not One Direction, is it? No, it's not One Direction. The only way One Direction is you going down. Yeah, no. Like I said, that, that whole thing with Jack. Jack is uh my sister-in-law's boyfriend, so... Ugh. That him and I joke around about stuff like that all the time. All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, not to disappoint him in any way, but no, it's not them. It's actually the Muse. Nice. At number 11 is the Muse. Now, nice. I didn't even know they were British. Well, they definitely are. I can tell you that. That's fucking awesome. And you know what's so mind-boggling about them, too? All the sounds that they get and everything that they do, they're a trio. I know. In essence, they're a trio. I know. That's what and makes it so amazing. You know, I, I give them a lot of credit on a lot of their early stuff. Like, one of my favorite songs, I forget the album name, but the song is called Muscle Museum. It's really, really, really good song. Um, but, like, when they started to blow up with um, the Knights of Sidonia and Supermassive Black Hole. Like, Knights of Sidonia to me was, like, super nerd Nintendo rock. I loved it. You know what, it... It, it that's what everybody thought it was at, at first because it was very electronic sounding, but it's not. It's not at all. No. It's just a really good song, but then it's like super massive black hole. 
Um, and then, of course, they put out The Resistance, and that was just a, a phenomenal album all the way through. Yeah. In a lot of people's minds, they kind of fell off with The Second Law, but you know what? Everybody's entitled to one. And in the past, and I wrote a blog on this, and I think I'm actually thinking about digging up the blog post that I wrote on this, and I think that the muse are the new queen. Let that marinate for a minute before you respond. No, I remember your blog post, and I and I actually kind of have to agree with you on that. So maybe I'll dig that up and I'll post that up on the... Uh, Why don't you give us a little summary in case you can't dig it up? I should be able to dig it up, but essentially what happens with the muse, and if you listen to... Uh, you listen to um, Uprising, that is them at the pinnacle of them trying to be queen. Listen to the gang vocals. They, this is one of the few bands that does gang vocals almost as well as Queen did. Queen and the four-part freaking harmonies all over the place. These guys are very, very close that, to that with a trio. Granted, there's a few more effects involved, but you know what? It still gets the job done, and it's still them singing in the long run. And now, you, now you want me to go start singing Bohemian Rhapsody. No. I think no, I, I don't want you to I'll, do I'll that at all. That, I'll save that for later. All right. So, I will leave that at that. I will post up the blog post at some point in time. And I want you to tell me what number 10 is. Number 10, and, and you know, you're going to criticize me for this because I had Bush at number 11. Well, you know what? Let me see if you can guess who number 10 is. Number 10. Became relevant around the same time as Bush. Hmm. I don't know. Who is it? It would be the Feuding Brothers of Oasis. Re you have those clowns on here? No, you know what? You say they're clowns, but I'll tell you what. I have a shitload of Oasis on my on my phone. You know, I used to say iPod, but I put all my music from my iPod on my phone. So on my phone... I have a shitload of Oasis. Yeah, but elevators and have a shitload of Celine Dion. It doesn't make it right. No. Oasis is one of those bands that I can, like, if I'm in the alternative type of mood, I can listen to o Oasis for a long fucking time. To me, Oasis is like the British Dave Matthews band. Hey, because after all, you're not my Wonderwall. Okay. How many times can you listen to that song over and over again? Or a song derivative of that one? I, let me just tell you something, man. I love it. I absolutely, like, I remember, that was the song that, that that did me in for Oasis. Like, that was the song that really got me into them. Well, of course, everybody got into Oasis But on it was Wonderwall. cool because that's when I, like, got my drum set. And it was, like, one of the first songs I, I could actually play on my drum set. Actually, I lied. Not everybody got into them on that song. I got into them. On another one. Champagne Supernova? Yes. I knew it. Because that's, su that's such a better song than Wonderwall. No, it is. It really is. But the thing is that, you know, like I said, they're, they're one of those bands I listen to every single fucking song through. And, you know, I was right there with music media when they sat there and said, this band could be the next Beatles. I totally agree. And I still believe that. If the brothers didn't fight or believe their own hype, they could have been it. I really think so. They could have, and they had the chance. But anything that they've done is now subpar. 
but what what happens you know at, th- at that point you've you've been raised up on this super pedestal it's it's like Dave Matthews like I said they are the British Dave Matthews band Dave Matthews band had this huge fucking album mm-hmm. um what the fuck was the name of it I know the album cover too which one is it well, I know one was one was crushed. That was that was like their first one that was like really big. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to think of what the other one was. Well, if you give me something else to go on, I can probably tell you. <laughs> I've already pulled it up. Um, no, I'm sorry. Crash was the first one that they had. Yep. And then. Before these crowded streets was the other big one. Mm, I wouldn't say that that was another big one. The biggest one for them, in my opinion, was Every Day. But that's just me. Because that album, from front to freaking back, was... Not only was it what everything Dave Matthews has done before, but it added that something that was missing to bring them into popularity. Yeah, they got a few good songs here and there on the other ones, but Crash was like... All right, I'm I'm just coming up and I've got one good song. Before these crowded streets, a few of the songs on there were actually really dark. And that's you know what I like the darkness. But then you take the we'll, dark. We'll get more into the dark. We'll get more into the dark music later. Yeah. But that's just my own personal opinion. I like the dark music. Don't drink the water is one of my favorite. That is the darkest song that they've ever put out. That is my favorite Dave Matthews song. Mm-hmm. That and too much. Those are like my two favorites. Do you eat too much? Fucking awesome. <laughs> but then and it's like no one of those response. things where you can listen to their to their stuff live and it's stuff that you don't even know where it came off of, but it's just fucking great. And it's the same thing with Oasis. You know, Dave Matthews had that pinnacle. After that, if you're really into Dave Matthews, you're probably driving some beat up eighties car and rocking out at some college campus throwing frisbee on the green. Dave Matthews has become the college band. They've always been the college band. No, now they've like... Can you tell me the last new album they put out? The last new album that Dave Matthews put out... Actually, I can. I think... It's Away From The World. That's what it is. And when did that come out? Two years ago? Three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. So... But I had no idea. It's, it's like the same thing with with Beck. I had no idea Beck put out a new album. Well, you know what? That album is a little bit different than Dave Matthews. I'll, I'll give you that. Beck, that album is for the people who like, I want to say dreamy type music. Because that's all that that really was. It was really well done, but it was just very dreamy-esque if if you want to call it that but um you know Dave Matthews has always had loyal listeners you know he's always put out according to his fans quality music and everything is just genius that they do I don't see that in my opinion but but it's the same thing if you go to Brighton I guarantee you it's the <coughs> same thing with Oasis maybe but anyway we've moved from Britain to Dave Matthews Band, so I think it's now time to move on to your number 10. Alright, we're gonna fly back over the pond, and we are gonna go old school. Really old school. 
One of their albums has fucking Britain in its name. Judas Priest. Nice. Number 10. I nice. love British Steel. Great, great album. And, you know, a lot of people knock Judas Priest for being that band. Like, you only know the popular songs. But it doesn't matter because you'll rock out to it. Your father will rock out to him. Um, the person down the street who you hang out with occasionally because he's got a sack of weed, he'll rock out to them. It doesn't matter who it is. It's just really awesome rock and roll. And Rob Halford, you know what? He's a, a really nice dude. And B, got the short end of the stick when uh, he got kicked out of Judas Priest when he came out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the guys have since reconciled their ways and they've come back together and it's it's a it's a better situation than what it was in the past mm -hmm. but um I think everybody's become a lot more accepting of it which is a good thing right I mean between him and Freddie Mercury everybody got it wrong with Rob Halford everybody got it right with Freddie Mercury yeah like oh he's you know what it, is? it doesn't matter you know what it is I think it's more that Rob Halford was like was heavy like at the time what was heavy metal yeah and it's I just, think that's what, what threw everybody off. But like I said, a lot of people have become more accepting, which is great news. Um, I'm trying to think who filled in for Rob Halford after he was... Ripper Owens. That man has a fucking voice. Yeah, and uh, I mean, one of my favorite Judas Priest songs of all time is Painkiller. Yeah. If you've never heard Painkiller... Go listen to it. The opening drum solo is insane. Mm -hmm. Then his voice on the entire thing is crazy. Yeah. But I will put Painkiller up against Electric Eye any day of the week. And uh, I I'm interested to see if we actually did that. Which song is a better song? Painkiller or Electric Eye? Because they're, they, they're almost... Kind of the same song, but obviously, Painkiller is much more like in your face, eighties mm -hmm. type metal. Yeah. All right. You know what? We should we should put mm -hmm. that up on the on the Facebook page. I think we can make that happen. Yeah. I mean, and and just to just because many people haven't heard of Ripper Owens, I mean that man can fucking belt it out and hold it. If you just listen to any project that he's done, and it's the exact same thing over and over again, but that's what he's known for. Yeah, but nothing is the same as Rob Halford. No, not at all. It's like Ronnie James Dio. Nothing will ever match Dio. No, not even close. Nope. Can't be done. Although, I will make the argument uh -oh. that Ozzy Sabbath is better than Dio Sabbath. I think everybody would agree with you on that, but Ronnie James Dio solo... That was just some good shit. Pick a band. Which band was he in? Was it just Dio? Was it Rainbow? I think he was in another band called like Goblin or Elf or something like that. See, I liked it just Dio. Mm. Fucking great. Fair enough. All right. Number nine. Number nine. I think a lot of people might hate me for this, including yourself. But number nine, I have The Police. So far, none of your picks make any sense. Bush was way too low. And now you have the police? Yeah. 
There, what? To me, there's a there's a creative genius behind the police. Please enlighten me, because this makes zero sense to me. All right. First off, I have to say, Sting is one of the most incredibly talented artists that I could think of from Britain. In terms of arranging because, music... Because that song, Desert Rose, was so great. No. In terms of arranging music, in terms of writing music, in terms of playing music... It's great. And you know what? Even even if you want to go with Desert Rose, tell me you wouldn't want to watch that thing done in the studio. I would love to watch that fucking song have been made in the studio. I would love to see a fucking documentary on that shit. Meh. Like, I, you know His what? biggest song was made popular by Puff Daddy. And that's fucking horrible. <laughs> that No, uh, that one's fucking legitimately, absolutely positively horrible. You know, but you get songs like, I don't know why, I've always loved Message in a Bottle. Even when Machine had covered it. I love that song. I it, I can listen to it like th- twice in like six months and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm done with this. You know what, but it's just like, they're one of those bands who, people will call them punk, I don't think they're punk. Whoever called the police punk? They actually get labeled as being punk. By who? That's just what their genre is listed as. By what? Some kid on fucking Wikipedia that doesn't no. know dick about anything? No, not on Wikipedia. It's oh wait, just, it's the same guy. It's the same person who remembers their punk, just like the Goo Goo Dolls were punk. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, genres are actually. This is weird because I, I did look this up. They fall under rock comma new wave comma post punk comma reggae punk what reggae rock punk rock alternative rock okay out of all that I'll give you rock I'll give you alternative I guess you want to say post punk I could see it and new wave I could see it I would consider message in a bottle to be on the same level as the clash should I stay or should I go Uh, we're, we're gonna talk the clash later but that's where that's where my mind is going with it. That's total horse shit. They're not fucking punk rock. But that's that's what's labeled as. Tell but, the Sex Pistols that. Tell the Sex Pistols that the police are punk and watch their reaction. You know what? That's another. I have to say, I wanted to put the Sex Pistols on this list and I couldn't. I just I couldn't do it because really, there's only two Sex Pistol songs I know. But the two Sex Pistols songs I know they're like in your face that is punk rock to the definition yes exactly and that is not the police no but I have to say the drumming of Stuart Copeland incredibly skilled I mean I don't know if you've listened to him outside the police just his drumming in general nope Sting is a phenomenal bass player great voice like I said the arrangement of music not to give him again I'm, I'm drawing the parallels between the English and the Americans I almost said the English and the English but technically we are English but that's another story <laughs> We're, I'm drawing the parallels from the island side of the pond to the middle of the squirrel side of the pond the fuck are you talking about dude you've never looked at like North America, South North America, Central America, and Canada. It looks like a flying squirrel. 
You are fucking tripping on something tonight. <laughs> no, man. It looks like a what fucking flying fuck? squirrel. <laughs> Seriously, look that shit up. You're right next to a computer. No, I'll, I'll pass on that. Thank you. But All right, squirrel nut zipper. Come on. But no, if I had to draw a parallel, it's like an older version of Trent Reznor. Oof. You're fishing. You went from squirrels to fishing. Hey. I haven't been fishing. You want to go fishing? I haven't been fishing since I'm like 10. I haven't been fishing since I was like 22, 23. I went deep sea fishing. Anyway. Back to topic. Let's reel you back in. Yeah. Waka so, waka. So let's, let's go to your number nine since you've been like all pissy at me for this stuff. Wait, wait till you hear my number eight. You're really going to get pissy. Number I'm nine. Get a lot of hate mail. Number nine makes sense. Number nine makes complete sense because they can't be any higher because they are not that talented anymore. Oh, anymore. They showed promise back in the 80s. A lot of promise, actually. A lot of people, um, I would say, have been severely drunk to this band. Okay. Number nine is Def Leppard. Okay, I have them a little higher. No, Def Leppard at number nine is I'll, about I'll let right. you do the I'll let you do the talking on this, but I have them higher. Well, I'll let you throw in your two cents. I'll I'll allow it. Okay. But to me, Def Leppard is your prototypical eighties. They defined an era. They, they did. They defined an era. And that's why I'm surprised you have them down at nine. Because I don't like them that much. This is last time I checked, this is my top eleven bands. <laughs> Well, you sat Britain. there and criticized me for, for Bush, Oasis, and the police. So Bush, I agree. They should be higher on your list. Oasis should not be on your list because they flopped out of the fucking 90s, and the police aren't that great. So, yes, I can criticize that. Def Leppard, they are on my list. They are low on They're my on list. They're on my list. I don't like them that much because I'm tired of hearing, uh, let's see... Uh, pour some sugar on me. Yeah. Rocket, hysteria, um, anything off of pyromania, um, any of their really sappy like ballads that you could find on like the Monsters of Rock Ballad Edition. I'll hey, tell you what, I love every their bad ballads. boy. Every bad boy has this soft side. <laughs> I love ballads. I'm like a sucker for ballads, but that's not why I like Def Leppard. You know, I I have to say. I agree with you. They defined a gen like they defined the eighties. But it's to me why I have them up higher is because they overcame so much to do it. But this isn't about overcoming adversity. This is your top eleven list of Yeah. I think it's because they overcame it. Because they were able to define an era. Do you want to call it an era? You want to call it a decade? What do you want to call it? Whatever. Same thing. Because of that, to me, that's why I have them higher up, you know, and they were your, like you said, your typical 80s band. They were a typical 80s, like, fucking party band. Like, everything. Like, they they made Metallica parties look like fucking preschool. Like, we're talking about Alcoholica looked like fucking preschool compared to what Def Leppard did. Maybe. Come I don't on, know. Dude. I've never been in either one of their parties. No, the fucking stories that you hear. I mean, we all have heard the alcoholica stories. Yep. But fucking Def Leppard. 
you have the two guys in the band who are sober who aren't doing shit the drummer and one of the guitarists fucking the drummer goes on a 20 minute guitar solo so the other guys could go off stage drink get drunk have sex with two or three groupies and then come back up sounds like a pretty sweet gig and you're doing it on a fucking stage that's you're doing it on a stage that's right in the middle of the fucking thing on a center stage that was unheard of center stage was unheard of before Def Leppard no I beg to differ that okay Shakespeare did theater in the round (laughs) really jerk off yep you know theater in the round wasn't because it was a round stage in the center you were in the center and there was everybody around you that's why it's theater in the round you know I'm gonna look this shit up okay and what did you find just suck my balls suck my chocolate salty balls you asshole I told you doesn't matter theater versus a fucking arena show it's a bigger theater but do you think any fucking rock band sat there and said I want to do this as a show no Def Leppard did exactly and they took it from Shakespeare who also came from England so it's an English thing it's alright so it's all good in the hood Alright, so this was my number nine. What's yours? Or your number eight, excuse me. <sighs> Let me just start off by saying our email address is they go to eleven, all spelt out at yahoo.com. Put the subject hate mail for pokey. I also have a Twitter feed at they go to pokey. Once again, more open and welcome to this one. Number eight, I know they're higher up on your list, so I'm going to save all the meat and potatoes talk for you. Led Zeppelin. This is how I know you have completely fucked up your list. No. And. No. And. Fuck this. Have a very fucking twisted perception of what good music is. I'm going with what you said. How you said you're just not a big fan of Def Leppard? I'm just not a big fan of Led Zeppelin. Once again, a very twisted perception of what good music actually is. I just don't like it. You know what it is? It's fucking crammed down your throat. Every fucking song. You know, a few podcasts back, you remember me saying, fuck the Beatles, because it's crammed down your fucking throat, and I think there's so much other shit out there that you could hear other than hearing Led Zeppelin every 40 fucking minutes. Then listen to a different radio station. Again, hearing Led Zeppelin every 40 fucking minutes. But you're telling me to go listen to another station. Other fucking stations do the same thing at least every hour. It's fucking ridiculous. And it's the same songs over and over and over again. I'm sorry. The only one that they really don't play is and is probably the most popular and I haven't gotten sick of yet is Stairway to Heaven. Excuse me? That's the most played one. No, that's oh, that the, was the most played one. Excuse was. me. was. Now it has become the I Have to Go Take a Piss song. Just like Iron Butterflies, Inagata Vita. When was the last time you heard Inagata Vita on the radio? Last time a radio DJ had to go take a shit. Mm, No, that's what computers are for now. But really, really, you put them... I have never... I don't... I can't. It's it's been so... You You know what? If this was done... Right 
above Oasis and the police. Are you fucking kidding me? You left Bush out of that. I don't care. The fact that you put them in the same league as it's not, them. It's not anything to do with the league. I'm not discrediting their every, talent. Everybody and their mother has said Zeppelin is or actually was and might still be the biggest band in the world. What reunion are you waiting for more than any other reunion, Zeppelin? Guns and Roses. You've got the fake Guns and Roses to go listen to. You don't have Zeppelin. You have the perfect chemistry for what could be the biggest fucking reunion ever. You have the guy's son, Jason Bonham, on drums, who plays phenomenal drums. He does. And I'm not discrediting the talent of these guys. I think they're incredibly talented. Listen. Do you see what I'm working with here? I've mentioned in the past that I, that I stole a shirt off my brother from when Jimmy Page and Robert Plant did a tour together. And you like look at this at this t-shirt and the image that they have of the two guys. Like These are two guys who look like they're like ready to take over the world with their music. And quite, you want to say quite, the Kiss are rock gods? Kiss are nothing compared to Zeppelin. Listen, I'm not discrediting anything that Zeppelin's done, achieved, their talent, none of it. I just don't, I'm not into it. I'm not. Plain and simple. Normally, I would not say that somebody's taste in music is wrong, but you're wrong. I'm, I'm just not into it. Don't worry, people. I won't disappoint with the rest of my list. I promise. You're wrong. I promise. That's all right. I'm going to be in the same category as you with this one anyway. Number eight. They don't do it for me. I don't understand what the hype is behind them. It sounds marginally the same. They're way more overplayed than Zeppelin. Because Zeppelin's got way better songs. Number eight is the Rolling Stones. Boo. Really? Okay. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are Robert Plant and Jimmy Page. Boo. Thank you. You know I'm right. No, but, I don't. I mean, once again, you cannot discredit the Stones, and I'm not going to say anything. If, if you were to, if you were to ask me this back in the fucking '70s, back when Led Zeppelin was at their heyday, I could see where you're going from. I guess I could see exactly where you're coming from. But now, boo. There's only one thing that the Stones have over Zeppelin, and that's that they're still together. That's it. Boo. They tour and they tour for massive amounts of money. They put on shows and you have to pay for nosebleeds at least two hundred dollars a ticket. And does the show sell out? Yeah. Every Be- fucking time. Do you realize that you would see a coast to coast, actually a worldwide sellout of arenas if Zeppelin came together for one last reunion tour? People were chomping at the fucking bit to get tickets for that Zeppelin one-off that they did in 2009, I think it was. Mm. But it was the most recent thing that they did together, and that was a one-off. They did it in Wembley, and it was a one-off, and 
the tickets went for so much money. It was ridiculous. But you know what? No matter what, I'd still pay for it. I wouldn't pay to see the Stones. I don't like the Stones that much. I don't get the Stones' appeal. It's more of a blues orientation. I will give them that. But I there's just something about Mick Jagger's voice that it just doesn't do it for me. I don't care if anybody's got the moves like him. I got the moves like Jagger. He's going to break a hip eventually. But well, uh, you know what? I will give them credit though that Dave, they did David play Lee that. Roth, David Lee Roth hasn't broken a hip yet. I don't think uh, Mick Jagger's going to. I think David Lee Roth is a little more flexible than Mick Jagger, but that's another I don't story. No, Mick can. Hey, you saw the Super Bowl Dave halftime did karate. show. I uh, trust me for for Mick Jagger to be as old as he is and still fucking move. I mean, given the fucking flabby ass triceps, but. But I, you know, I, I still don't see the huge hype behind the stones. Boo. I don't, I still don't understand how you can call them the greatest band to come out of England. I, I don't see it. And for me, I can't name, I honestly, I will tell you this in all honesty. I cannot name you one stones album outside of, I think it's like goat's head soup or something like that it's a picture of a guy's head in a bag on a yellow background I have no idea if that's the real name but A. they had to be on the list because yes they have had a major influence on music B. because you know their popular songs are decent but that's it hands down I'm not going to waste any more time on it Number seven, if you will. Uh, I still can't believe. Uh, I'm just, just to let you know, you're right. It is called Goat's Head Soup. Just, just had to let you know that. It's the most ridiculous name for an album ever. I can think of other ridiculous album names. I'm sure they're out there. I I know they're out there. You just got to look in the right spots. Another top eleven list. No, that'll take a long time. No, we could do that. Maybe in the future. We'll see. But please, enlighten me. Oh, savior of the Rolling Stones, what's number seven? This is where I had Def Leppard. All right, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, like I said, to me, like I said, they actually, like you said, they defined the 80s, and I couldn't agree more. They... Where where it really goes for me, they were inventive in terms of their live performances. They overcame so much to become who they were. And again, if I had to if I had to in terms of overcoming tragedy, if I had to draw a parallel over to America, it's Almost like Anthrax. I'm not putting them musically together. But when you think about what Def Leppard had to overcome, you know, you have a drummer who loses an arm. You have your lead guitarist who, you know, tragically dies. Plus a whole bunch of other stuff. Then you have Anthrax who goes and makes an album. While they're writing this album, making the album, studio fucking burns down. Like... Anthrax has overcome a shitload 
of adversity. Adversity is the right word. They overcame September 11th. Yeah, I mean... That anthrax scare thing that was going on. Yeah. What what, what were they going to change their name to? Oh, something with puppies. Like Basket of Puppies or something? Yeah. But it's just like... Again, musically, they're two different levels. I don't know. Like I said, Def Leppard, they defined a generation... And or they defined the eighties. Let's let's not go generation. They defined the eighties. Well, and I'll, 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 you know, what? say a generation. Because nah. I'll, I'll throw. Well, I have brothers who are eight and ten years older, and I still remember them rocking the fucking Def Leppard shirts and all that shit. So, so when you think of those who are like late thirties early 40s right now they're that generation maybe I, I, I'm i still gonna stick with they just define the 80s but I for me Def Leppard yeah they define the 80s I am completely sick of hearing them I it's cannot, just like Led I can, Zeppelin just like me and Led Zeppelin I'm sick of hearing them Led Zeppelin has a lot more to offer than fucking Def Leppard. I'll give you that. Just sick of hearing them. And another reason why Def Leppard is so low on this list is because everything sounds the same. It starts to meld together. But it's your signature sound. You can deviate. Anyway, so we've exhausted Def Leppard. What's your number seven? My number seven is where you should have put Bush. Nah. Bush, I, I, I can't say meh, because they really are a great band. They are really talented. They, I think, in my opinion, defined the 80s, or not the 80s, the 90s in England. They defined the English, like a typical English rock band. They were the first English band to break the grunge mold here in America. I was about to say, if you if you want to say that, if you want to put them into the grunge category, I'll agree with you. But if you were under, if you wanted to put them like some rock band out of England, I mean, I'll give you this: Bush was the male grunge band that broke it into America. Garbage was the female yeah we talked about this already grunge band that broke it into America so I'll give you that and you were talking about them earlier and another reason why I have them higher up on here because to me you can clearly and distinctly say all of the different periods of Bush yeah no you're right we've had this conversation you Got into them on 16 Stone. Mm-hmm. I got into them on Razorblade Suitcase. Razorblade Suitcase was very, very dark. And um, <laughs> that's that's an understatement. And I like them for it, that it sound. Was totally, then, it was a totally... It was it, a different dimension. It wasn't grunge. That wasn't grunge. That was like all. That was dark all. Yep. And then... 
then 16 Stone was your prototypical grunge sound, which was their biggest album ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you had their more, I want to say, experimental album in the science of things. Yeah. You could clearly hear a very big difference between the chemicals between us, uh, 40 Miles from the Sun, Letting the Cable Sleep, just a lot of really cool songs. 40 Miles from the Sun was a good song. It was really good. And they when they played Letting the Cable Sleep live, that, that was fantastic. It's not the loudest song. It's not the fastest song. But I would put it up. It, it is this album's glycerin. It's great. See, I, I, you know, the other thing I like about Bush is that his voice is so unique. It is. And it's very still distinctly English. Yeah. Even when he's singing, you know he's English. Yep. Mick Jagger, I can't tell that. <laughs> I can. I can't. I can. But also, like, everybody deserves that one album that's just like... That was the Golden State. That was yeah. awful. When I when I saw them live about a month ago, they only played one song off that album. And uh, I was like, all right, I don't know this song. Oh, wait. I don't know because I never listened to that album because it was terrible. Um, and even the new one. The new one is a very, I don't want to say happy album. It's a lot brighter. Even their dark songs on this album are kind of bright. Hmm. I I like what they did and I see where they're coming from. And they still try to make it very electronic, but it's it's a well done album. It's not overdone. It's just the right mixture. But I think for for me, Bush tops anybody who I've before I've you know on this list. From 11 all the way up to now, Bush trumps everybody, in my opinion. Hmm. And let's kick, let's, you know, let's wrap up this podcast no, we with your number six. I was about to say, we have to get to number six. Exactly. Uh, come on. Give me some fucking credit here. I don't know. Number six. I know you're not going to like it. And the Sharif don't like it. But I'm going to rock the cast ball with this. And put the clash. They're a very middle of the road band, I would say. You know, they're they're a punk band, and and you can't say they're not. And you know, I'm I'm glad you put Bush at number seven because I could sit there and say, the Clash or that punk band, they kind of the same thing as Bush. There's something distinct in every album that they put yeah. out. So there were those differences, but yet still. There were enough hits on there that you could be like, wow, that's fucking great. They're not the Sex Pistols. No way, shape, or form they're not the Sex Pistols. Yeah, that's an understatement. But they did stuff that many artists didn't do. I mean, I just mentioned Rock the Casbah. You know, the sound effects that were put in there from, like, a synthesizer. Um, Not to mention they used what sounded like one of those old brick blue Nokia cell phones was some kind of synthesizer, but see Nokia was influenced by the clash. I don't know. If, well, all right, maybe, you know, it's just, it's one of those things though, where 
not only are the songs different, but they they push the edge of certain things. I mean, come on, rock the Casbah. If the Sharif don't like it, I mean, you're doing a whole thing about getting into like Middle Eastern politics. Then you have stuff like London Calling, which is something totally different. Then there's like every teenager's, you know, sad face with I fought the law. And everybody knows it. I fought the law and the law won. Yep. Absolutely. It's unfortunate. But there's just so much that I could say. And it's something that you would sit there and say, oh, well, this was like you would think about it and you'd be like, oh, London Calling. Yeah, that was like the, the start. No, I fought the law was like 77. London Calling was 79. You know, then you get into like rock the Casbah and should I stay? Should I go? I mean, I love them. And, and to me, it's one of those things where, like I said, they're not the sex pistols in terms of punk, but they are punk. And I can't say what else I want to say because it'll, it'll get to. I'll start spoiling my my the top of my list. Okay. I'll save it for later. All right. Just just I'll leave you hanging on here till our next podcast. All right. Fair so. enough. So I'm gonna break the rules here. Uh up. Uh, how does it feel? Let me start there. <laughs> How does it feel? Well, I'm gonna call it outside of the box thinking. Because when we started talking about this, we started talking about bands, but this individual, I think transcends everything that he's done and he is his own thing now. Thing. Yep. His own thing. They do mutate. Yep. He's mutated into the greatest form of rock and roll. Number six is Slash. Okay, I don't see how he broke the rules. Because he's one person who transcends multiple bands. His bands were never English bands. No, they never were. No, his bands were never English bands. He is Oh, okay, now, now I remember. Now, I, yeah, you know what? Hang on, you did break You did break the rules on this one. Mm-hmm. He only lived in England until he was like three. Five. Okay, till he was five. Doesn't matter. He was born in England. But he's not an English artist. Um, I was born in England. You were? I came to America. Really? No, not me. If I'm Slash, I was born in England, which makes me English. You weren't even born in Germany, and you identify yourself as German. Yeah. Okay, so he was... But I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I'm a German musician. No, because that would be completely wrong. I would. But you could still say it and it would still be somewhat true because you are German descent and you're a musician. Slash was directly born in England, in Stoke. Then came to America. He is English, so he is an English artist. You know, I would love to hear comments on this. But I, I think when you when you threw this idea at me a few weeks ago... I think I said the same shit. Yeah, you did. And I'm still sticking with it because he's English. He was born in England. He just happened to play music here in America. And we, we had to go to a tiebreaker. 
And unfortunately, the tiebreaker said the same thing you did. Thank you. But once again, I, I there's nothing that I can say right now about Slash that has not been said already. He is his own. He no, he is his own brand. Slash is Slash is Slash. Slash yeah. could take over Gibson, and you wouldn't know the difference. Slash is Gibson. Gibson is Slash. Hands down. That man will never play another guitar. Ever. Uh, he, he's I up don't to, know. Maybe, maybe he'll go and he'll make his own guitars just like... No, Zach Wilde is making toys. I don't know. Zach Wilde is making toys. I don't know if I'd go with toys. I would go with toys. You want to know why I would go with toys? Okay. Because... He learned everything that he knew from Gibson. Only thing is, though, when you go and do your own moniker, mm-hmm. you better damn well make sure that you have the quality control that fucking looks at your shit. Eddie Van Halen makes musical instruments. He takes his prototypes on the road and bashes the shit out of them. I'm sure Zach plays his stuff on the road, too. But the level of knowledge that... Eddie Van Halen has on music is far greater than anything that Zach Wilde, I'm sure, knows. Like the technicality of capacitors, resistors, types of tonal woods, what it takes to get that sound that you want. What happened with uh, Zach? He got endorsements from Gibson, Marshall, and EMG. Throw some EMGs in a Gibson, call it a day. Eddie built his instruments. Hand-fucking-forged instruments. He understands everything he's doing, and he pushes that level. As far as Slash goes, Slash will never break off into his own moniker and make his own guitars. He will never go off and make his own amps, because he's sitting really nice with a really quality maker and a really quality amp company. You can put Slash synonymously with Gibson and Marshall, and his name would fall next in line. Well, I Slash is just that level of musician where he is his own brand. Well, I think we need to uh, wrap this up because I gotta, I gotta take a pee. I gotta, really? I gotta take, yeah, I gotta take a wicked piss. So let, let's wrap this up. <sighs> All right. Well, in. In the fairness of Pokey having to take a piss, I guess I'll wrap up number six. Because once again, Slash is Slash. You know Slash. We, we've talked about Slash enough. Talked and about I, Slash I a lot. I think everybody knows Slash. And yeah, you did break the rules. But but let me, how does it feel? It feels good to think outside of the box. See that? Now you know how I feel. All right. Well, until next time, we will do five to one. Well, don't we need to review... Well, you wanted to wrap it up and take a piss, so I was trying well, to do it well, quick. Well, I'm, I'm trying to... <laughs> let, let's let's do this here. Let me, let me All right, run down on. my 11. Go ahead. You run down your 11 and then run to the bathroom. All right. So, number 11 for me was Bush. Number 10 was Oasis. Number 9, The Police slash Sting. Number 8, I'm looking forward to reading the hate mail, Led Zeppelin. Number 7, Def Leppard. And I finish out with number 6, The Clash. Number 11 for me is The Muse, number 10, Judas Priest, number 9, Def Leppard, number 8, The Rolling Stones. So that position is going to get some some mail. Boo. Number 7 is Bush. 
All right, fucking, I put Zeppelin at the bottom of the list. All right. And number six is Slash. So, that's it for us this time. Yep. So, I hope you'll join us for the second half of this podcast. Oh, come on. You got you to know where, where, I'm sure you know the top five easily, or at least Maybe. what's in. Maybe. Maybe. So, I'm Matt. And I am trying not to break the seal pokey. And we are, they go to 11. So turn it up. Wait, 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 wait. You're going to tell wait. me to wait and you have to go to the bathroom I, like I a madman. I have man. to. I, I, like I said, I'm trying not to break the seal. Go on. I just totally forgot what I had to say. Well, I'll fill it in with something this time. We have new features that are going to be coming up on our Facebook page. Pokey has. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what I want to say. Yeah, go you on. You can now enter the Pokey Zone. So there's the Pokey Zone. And my little segment that I have is called Five Minutes Alone. If you know music and love music, you'll get the reference. But it's not what you think it is. So we'll be posting the uh, the first ones of those up on the page very, very shortly. If not, they're already there. But go check them out when they do come up there and you'll see what they're all about. They're really quick little snippets of things that we have to talk about. But anyway, on that... And I am the levy is about to break pokey. And you don't like Zeppelin. (laughs) Where they go to 11, turn it up. We'll talk to you next time. Later. Later.